This program is being monitored by Spirit for quality purposes. Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. This is a trans-denominational podcast. Everyone is welcome and safe here no matter what your faith is or isn't. Hello, my name is Reverend Angel Wise, and I'll be your host. I am an ordained trans-denominational minister, director of Oblates Perpetual Light, a shamanic light worker specializing in intuitive quantum and angelic healing, a studying Kabbalist, and a life coach. I firmly believe that the divine works through people every day to help us. These angels and saints are so very humble, many of us don't know they exist or existed. Each week we'll explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help your faith, no matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to inspire, encourage, educate, uplift, strengthen, and heal you and your faith. So be sure to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Bless you and enjoy the show. Welcome, 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 everyone. How are you all doing? (laughs) I so hope and pray you all are well and blessed. Infinite thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I'm so happy you found us. It is my deepest hope and sincerest prayer that you find everything that you're searching for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast here. And more interview returning. Infinite thanks, blessings, and love for being a longtime listener lover and supporter of the show. It is because of you that this show is here. So before we begin, let me roll the disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by the host, moi, are solely, which I mean that literally, mine. Any and all content provided is my opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. I always recommend that you, the listener, further investigate, contemplate, and meditate on everything that is shared. ISEs, individual soul experiences, will vary. Listening discretion is advised. So today's show, as with many of our shows, uh, was prompted by Spirit. Spirit prompted me to do this show. I would believe that there must be several people out there or even just one person out there um, with whom this show can benefit and help and help their heart and mind remember Um, some very key important things about life. And I know we just did a show on time, which was uh, episode eight of this season, Hold Infinity in the Palm of Your Hand. But as you will soon hear, this show is completely different than that and takes a whole different uh, perspective uh, on time. Of course, time is something that's human-made and human-sustained, but by gosh, we sure tend to live by it, don't we? That it pretty much dictates everything, um, just about everything in life, between time and money, um, and making money, accumulating money, getting money. um, That pretty much is the whole of the majority of our lives, and that is absolutely not 
what the creator created us to do. And I know it's, it's easier said than done, especially once you are in the rat race and stuck in the rat race and chained to it. It's so very hard to break free from that cycle, but we can, we, we honestly and actually can a little bit at a time. We have to be um, patient and persistent. The two P's, <laughs> two P's in a pod have to be patient and persistent because we just didn't get here overnight. Um, you know, when we were born, when we were children, if you're fortunate enough to have had a childhood, which I know a lot of our younger listeners, um, their childhood is was much different than us old timers. So I want those who did not have the opportunity to have uh, what I'm going to be talking about as far as a childhood moment, or I should say a childhood day, to please just visualize this and um, feel it, feel it with your heart. So let's go back. We're going back, way back, back when we were kids, young children, and um, it's, you know, it's either spring break or summer break. There's no school nothing going on. The weather outside is absolutely perfect. You jump out of bed at dawn. As soon as the sun's coming up, if not even before, you're out of bed. You're dressed. You're ready. You're out the door. You're going to meet up with your friends or a friend or even just having some solitary time on your own going into a wooded area. And you're there in it's an all-day affair. It's an all-day of fun. It's an all-day of light and love and laughs and just absolutely 100% carefree. Not a care in the world. Not a thought in the world other than right there, right then, um, either by yourself or with your friends in that moment, whether you're playing ball or you're playing uh, with dolls or you're playing with your Hot Wheels or um, you're just riding your bikes and, and having a blast and just living, living. You are surrounded and engulfed with the light of the Creator, even though back then we didn't know that. We didn't realize that. Um, that's what it was. We were surrounded by the angels and our guardians and guides and our past ancestors and loved ones, just enveloped in love and light and it was a day that just felt like it lasted forever. Or we'll say for this show's purpose, for 100 years. It's one of those days that you can look back on now. And if you close your eyes and take a couple slow, deep breaths, and visualize it. You can visualize yourself there right now. You can feel feel that energy. You can feel that light. So what happened to that time, to those times, times that stretched out where one day felt like a hundred years, or you lived more in one day than you lived in a lifetime. You know, a lot of us can look back at those times and say, or think and feel, man, I haven't lived a day like that since then, and I miss that. But 
we quickly, our minds push it aside and say, well, we were kids. Um, things are different now. We're adults. We've got responsibilities and we've got bills to pay. And yes, yes, we do. But there is absolutely nothing wrong and everything right with you and your self-care in making time, making a day for you to live, have fun, just like in those days. Oh, no, we can't go back and relive them. We can't go back and get our friends. And if we did, it wouldn't be the same. But what I'm saying is to make more of those kind of memories now, today, or whenever you can schedule it. And I highly recommend you schedule it because if you schedule something, you're more likely to stick with it, to adhere to it, to make sure you follow through with it. I know, I know some of you all, your minds might already be saying fooey, poo-poo on this and, and getting ready to turn it off. Please don't. There is an absolute reason why you are listening to this show right now. The creator your guardians, guides, angels, ancestors, all the above have directed you to this point in time to listen to this message. So please hear it out, process it, and then go from there. If you want to flush it afterwards, that's fine. You have every right to do that. But at least hear out the message. Those of you who are listening who have had near-death experiences know that feeling or even some of you who have received the worst news you've ever received in your life you know somebody telling you a doctor telling you you've got cancer or heart failure or um, a loved one has tragically passed uh, or a police officer showing up at your door saying one of your children has been involved in an accident. We never forget those moments. It's, it's like a, a dagger. It's like a scar that's forever imprinted on us. And for a lot of people, it, it has, well, for everyone, it has two effects on you. Number one, it can either smack you in the face and say, whoa, wait a minute. I have not been living my life. I've been allowing the world, my job, my responsibilities. Um, and I'm not saying anything against responsibilities, but you know, we need a balance. I've been allowing everything to live my life for me other than me. Or we go the opposite direction and plunge deeper and deeper into the worldly to try to black out and numb what had happened. So I see this all the time with people who have had health scares. And I'm talking health scares to the point to where they're told that, you know, you're probably going to die. But then by a miracle, they beat those odds. Those people go two ways. 
either number one, they completely changed their life. They're like, you know what? I have just not been living life. To me, life has been, again, work. It's been everything but what life is meant to be. They get more in touch with their spirituality. They, you know, start helping more people. But then there's other people who are like, for whatever reason, they go kind of numb or blind to it, like it didn't happen. And they get the feeling that, you know what, I'll just keep doing what I was doing. So if I was drinking and smoking and working too much, they either continue to do that or they do more of that. And of course, there's all kinds of psychological reasons for that, which we're not going to get into in the show. But I just wanted to point that out is we always have two ways in which we react to something or respond to something. We have the tree of life, which is, you know, the tree of our, our spirituality and of the creator. And then we have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is our humanness. And at any given time, we're, we're picking some fruit from either tree and consuming it and living in that. And what I'm hoping today is to try to help us understand, realize, and wake up to how our lives used to be. And again, if you, like I said, if you are one of those younger listeners who your childhood is not something that you can look at and, and, and pick a day, any day that was ecstatic, you know, a total day of ecstasy, um, then please just try to use your imagination because it can, it can come to being, it can happen. And some might be saying, why, why, why are we talking about this? Because all too often we wait and we wait or we don't realize and we're blind to something. And then when you're told this news, you're going to die or you're just in a hospital and you are declining quickly and no one gets a chance to tell you that you're dying, but you know it, you feel it. And at that point in time, so much runs through your heart and your mind of your life. You know, what did I do? What should I have done? What could I have done? You know, and you start thinking of a bucket list of things that, you know, um, you wanted to do but never got to do. And then, then you start looking back at your life with regret. And I don't want any, any of you, neither the spirit or the creator, want any of you to ever look at any of your, any aspect of your life with regret. Any, what, you know, times in our lives that we label as bad, those are all opportunities to learn. So don't even, you know, look at that with regret. Learn from it, move on, move forward. That's what it's all, that's what life is all about, is learning and moving forward. It's not about perfection. It's about progression. Again, those two Ps in a pod. Not perfection, progression. That's what life is all about. That's why we are here, to grow, evolve, to ascend, to elevate, to progress. And when you're on your 
quote, air quotes, deathbed, it's too late. And again, as I said, the regrets come up. And I don't want anyone, anyone ever to experience that, to go through that. You know, there's so much we can do here and now, here and now, to stop all of that. And I know some of you are saying, Angel, you just don't understand. I've, I've got a, a debilitating disease. You know, I'm, I'm bedridden or I have, you know, so many bad days of health and health issues. I, I get that. I feel you on that. But what I'm referring to is when you get a breath of fresh air, when you feel the light and the love of the creator of the, you know, the spirit of the angels, of your guardians, guides, higher self, ancestors, all of that. When you're feeling that energy, and you all know that feeling, even those who haven't had a good childhood know there's moments when you get that ecstatic feeling. You want to be graphic, you could say when you have an orgasm, um, you know, something along that line where you feel that, that, Raw energy, that energy of the creator, that divine energy. What I'm saying is, is when you have a moment and you feel good, even if it's just a breath or a moment, to really seize that opportunity. If you can turn that moment into moments and you can get up and do something, do it whether it be to go outside or um, call a friend, um, call someone who you, you haven't spoken with in a long time for whatever reasons. Take that as an opportunity to reach out to someone, to connect, to you know bond with them, make amends if there was ever bad times or bad situations or bad energy between the two of you. Take that time, seize that time, make the most of that time to heal, not just the connection, because a lot of times you can't, a lot of times, you know, you can't control what other people think, say, and feel. So if you are apologizing for something or trying to make amends and they don't want to do it, you can't force them and you shouldn't, you know, everybody has their own free will and can do what they want. But for you, it should bring healing to know that you tried, that you reached out, and you can breathe in deep, and then you can let it go. Exhale and just let it go and never have to revisit that again. You'll never have to regret that. I pray this is making at least some sense. I'm, I'm trying to piece it together as spirit wants it presented, uh, which isn't always um, in a language we can <laughs> quite comprehend or that resonates well with us. But I pray you all are getting what I'm pointing at or pointing to here is that, you know, we can and we should take time for ourselves, even if it's just an hour. And I'm not saying by, you know, watching movies or anything. I'm just saying 
to really deeply connect with our soul, with our spirit, with our childlike nature, which is our spirit and our soul. That same spirit, that same childlike nature that was so excited to get up in the morning and have a beautiful day and run outside and just spend the day doing whatever made your heart happy and having some of the most blissful, blissful moments in your life. Even if it's, if you want to meditate on this and meditate on that time, meditate on that day and re-experience it through your heart, reconnect to that energy, reconnect to that light. You can do it. Absolutely can. Remember energy is not destroyed. It goes on forever. So you can tap into that energy, same energy that you felt and experienced that day, that day of bliss, a day of just immense joy and carefree and life and living, actually living. From time to time, you all hear me talk about journaling and I am huge on journaling and the, the importance of journaling. Um, back in the day, us old timers used to call it a diary. Now it's called a journal. <laughs> same thing, same thing. Um, if you're from the old town like me. Um, so when you hear me saying journal, it's the same as a, as a diary or similar, I should say, to a diary. Um, it's important if you can to please keep one. You can't afford one, just use a notepad. Um, any notepad will do. Um, even if it's just a sticky notes, you know, you can use that. But just take some time and sit down and, and write up just five things, five things that you would like to do. Five things and, and keep it within reason, things that can you can do, like go to a park or go for a walk or go sit outside or go for a car ride, you know, things like this. Go to the library, you know. A lot of people don't even remember what a library is. <laughs> go check it out, they're great places. Things like that. So write down these five things and schedule them. You know, when you, you know, if you're one of those people who suffer from chronic illness, of course, you know, keep it with you and when you feel up to it, make it happen. You know, call a friend or someone to come and get you a relative and say, hey, let's go do this or let's go do that. Let's go get some coffee or some tea and go to the library or just go to a, a coffee shop and sit and chat for just a few minutes, you know, until, uh, you know, you're not feeling good anymore and then they can bring you back home. Anything like that to where you can just breathe disconnect from the world, allow that, you know, your spirit, your soul to just, again, breathe, to experience, to relax. Your mind is clear. Don't focus on anything negative, anything at all, really. Just focus on being there now, there in that moment. If you're sitting at a cafe with a friend, that's what you're doing. You're there with that friend. Give them 100% of your attention. And you know what? That friend has probably been really needing to speak with you. 
and you can allow them to speak with you and share what they want to share. And you can offer help. You can help them, even though you have, you know, may have a, a chronic illness. You can still be there for other people. And in doing that, that empowers you. That makes you, that increases your light, that increases your energy, that makes you feel a purpose. You know, instead of just sitting at home and looking at the same walls all the time and worrying and stressing about, you know, everything, literally everything, while the world is spinning around you and it, it can, it just makes you sick. It makes you nauseous. It makes you feel worse. You know, seize the moment, seize the day, seize life. Use it for yourself. Again, I'm, I'm sorry if this sounds way out there, folks, but um, I so hope and pray it is making some sense to you. Again, you know, I want to keep referring back to we don't want to wait because our whole lives have been spent waiting for the most part, for the most of us. Now, some of you may not. Some of you may live your life like this every moment of every day, and for that, I high-five you beyond high-five. Good for you. But for the vast majority of us, we are so swept up by the world, by life, by our humanness, that it just overshadows everything. And before we know it, snap of the fingers, we're, we're, this life is done. And it's, it, that's just a tragedy. It's such a huge tragedy that there is so much that we can get from life, we just have to make it happen. And regardless of what our health condition is, there's always something we can do. Again, I'm going, you know where I'm going, folks. All you people have been listening for a long time know I'm going to point to Haley Odlazel. See, Haley, I messed up your name again. Haley Odlazel. Haley had stage three ovarian cancer, was supposed to die within three to six months. She ended up living eight more years. She lived her life to the very fullest. She had a bucket list. And although she was severely ill and in so much pain, on days when she felt all right or a good enough, she forced herself to get out, to go, to do, to live, to live. And not just live, but to be with her family, to make moments, as many moments and memories as possible. And I guess that's what Spirit is pointing at here, too, is the importance of making those moments and those memories with your children, with your grandchildren, with your partner, with your friends, uh, your neighbors, even the person you just ran into at the grocery store, you know, anything you can do to ease the burden on someone else, to bring them a smile, a genuine smile. Because if we've talked about, I don't know how many times we always will, is we never realize or know when someone's at the end of our, their rope. When are we at the end of our rope? You know, especially if we're suffering from an illness, a chronic illness, you know, you know, we, we have many days of depression where we don't know or care if we 
live on or not. You know, we get very close to giving up, and unfortunately, many do give up. But what I'm saying is uh, using Haley as a perfect example, a perfect angel example, is to take charge, take control. You know, yes, you are sick for those of you who are ill. For those of you who aren't, you can say, I'm busy. Well, okay, yes, you are busy. But you know what? You can schedule time, schedule a moment, schedule a day, schedule an hour, you know, to do something relaxing for yourself with a loved one, with a family member, with a friend, with anyone, anything, or just by yourself. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. For those of you who are shut-ins that rarely have the opportunity to get out, how about the Oblates Perpetual Light? You all hear me talking about this or should hear me talking about this in every show. I'm going to run the infomercial for them in just a moment. The Oblates Perpetual Light is a great way for you to seize the moment, to connect with other people. You don't even have to leave your home. You can do it all through your phone or your computer or your tablets. How are you connected to the internet? You can connect with the Oblates Perpetual Light and commune with other people and lean on other people and be there for other people. And it's a great way to help spark and bring that light, more light into your life. The Oblates of Perpetual Light is the first of its kind. We are the very first group of Oblates to fully utilize the internet to organize and communicate. This allows everyone and anyone to join from all over the world. The Oblates of Perpetual Light are inclusive, meaning everyone is welcome regardless of their beliefs, faith, identification, gender, sexual preference, etc. We are independent, meaning that we are not affiliated with any church other than being connected with the Faith and More Ministries, and we are trans-denominational. We are not affiliated with any one religion. We greatly respect the beliefs and freedoms of others. We are all children of the universe. Only four things are required of any obligated perpetual light. The first, study and contemplate some sacred texts of your faith at least once a day. It's up to you how much you study and contemplate. It can be as little as a sentence or as much as you wish. You choose when, where, and how long. Number two is prayer. Prayer is key in the heart of the Oblate's perpetual light. It is imperative that an Oblate pray sometime during the day or night. Again, this is up to you to choose when, where, and for how long. The Oblates will gather together online, typically Zoom, at least once a month. There is also a Facebook group where Oblates can meet and commune more often if they choose. There are Oblates who are very social and there are Oblates who are very private. All are respected. If you are more private and or ascetic, you will need to keep in contact with the director of Oblates, moi, privately. Number four love and respect all members regardless of their faith we are here as a group not just as individuals everyone's faith beliefs views etc will be respected bullying hate attacks and etc will not be tolerated if this all sounds kosher and great to you and you would like to become a member of the oblates perpetual light please contact me our director at oblates.pl at gmail.com. Again, that's oblates, O-B-L-A-T-E-S dot P-L at 
gmail.com. I hope to see you as an oblate very soon. And if you're not into that, I completely understand. If you just need someone to talk with, I'm here all the time. I'm just an email away. You can always contact me at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. And I'll run that at the end of the show. At the end of every show, I always give my contact information. Reach out to me. I would be more than happy to listen to you. We can talk on the phone or we can do a Zoom uh, meeting if you want uh, through the computer. However you want to connect uh, to try to bring about more light and love in your life and bring about more memorable moments more of those light moments, more of those moments, as I said, you know, when you one day felt like it was 100 years, 100 years of living, not 100 years ago, (laughs) 100 years of living, 100 years of life in one day. And there's absolutely no reason why we can't still do that to this very day. Now, this isn't doom or gloom or anything like that, folks. I, I don't mean to be bringing people down. And, and in fact, I'm, I, I hope and pray that I'm lifting people up because that's that's the message spirit wants to be brought through is, is that we don't want to wait and keep saying, well, tomorrow, next week, I'll do it then. You know, well, first thing is, what do you mean next week? All that we have is now, you know, like, People will say, are, are, are you ready? It's, it's another Monday. What do you mean it's another Monday? It's just, it's, it's Monday. It's not even Monday. Monday's a label. It is now, here, right now. This moment is a moment that you've never lived before, nor will you ever live again. See, that's the thing of our humanness in, in our society, in our culture, is that they get you lulled into thinking that all oh, next month, next year, next season, next Christmas, next Easter. It's there's no such thing as next. There's just now. Now. That's all there is. And when you start putting labels like next and oh, it's it's Tuesday again, you know, when you start looking at time in your life like that it diminishes it. It really does. It really sours it. Like, oh, I can't stand Mondays or I can't stand Tuesdays or, you know, it's just, it's just, you're just taking and you're tainting something that you haven't even begun to breathe and experience. You've squashed it before it had a chance to bloom. And this is, these are things that we should become more and more aware of and more and more work on. And we will. We'll have more shows on this. And because I, I know another reason why a lot of people don't do things like this or acknowledge things like this or, um, you know, why when you're told bad news, you block it and you hide from it is because you're afraid. You know, that's where fear comes in. And next week, not this show, but next week's show, next Sunday show, we're going to do a show on fear, about fear, uh, what fear is, what fear isn't, how to overcome fear. Because a lot of times we are just afraid. We're afraid to go out. We're afraid to do anything. You know, with us just, you know, coming off of what, 
three years ago, COVID, almost four years ago, and now the talks of it coming back around, it scares a lot of people, especially the old timers, you know, who have, and people who have health issues. It scares, it's, it is so frightening that, you know, no one wants to go through that. No one wants to die. Although we all know that eventually one day, someday, whenever the creator deems that we will, and our spirit has chosen to is when we will. But um, I want, I'm definitely next Sunday going to help everyone with fear and working through that. So, you know, I understand right now that fear is a big factor in as to why, you know, when we were kids, you know, in we're talking about that moment again, talking about that day that we experienced, we had very little or few fears. You know, we were just living and enjoying and loving life. Um, and, but there's absolutely no reason why we can't still have that attitude, still have that feeling, still have that desire today, now. So I would like to read to all of you a poem by Mary Oliver, M-A-R-Y-O-L-I-V-E-R. It's poem 102. It, it is titled, When Death Comes. Now, not doom and gloom. There's, there's, there's bright sides to this, folks. Look at the light. <laughs> Look at the light. And it goes, when death comes like the hungry bear in autumn, when death comes and takes all the bright coins from his purse to buy me and snaps the purse shut, when death comes like the measle pox, when death comes like an iceberg between the shoulder blades, I want to step through the door full of curiosity, wondering what is it going to be like, that cottage of darkness? And therefore, I look upon everything as a brotherhood and a sisterhood, and I look upon time as no more than an idea, and I consider eternity as another possibility. And I think of each life as a flower, as, a, as common as a field daisy, and as singular, and each name a comfortable music in the mouth tending, as all music does, towards silence. In each body, a lion of courage and something precious to the earth. When it's over, I want to say, all my life, I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. When it's over, I don't want to wonder if I have made of my life something particular and real. I don't want to find myself sighing and frightened or full of argument. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. Amazing. That poem is something you could literally live your life to meditate on and practice from. Um, as she says, when it's over, I want to say all my life, I was a bride married to amazement. Seeing life with that, those childlike eyes and heart, as we were talking about that day of our childhood that was so amazing and that seemed like it lasted for a hundred years. It never was going to end. Or I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms, you know, taking that love of your life into your arms for the first time or on your wedding day, that feeling, that feeling, that energy, that light, that's what she's pointing at. And that's what we should be feeling every day, every moment, every now, 
or as many moments, as many nows as we possibly can. I know that there is so much suffering um, in our lives and so much hardship. But for us to do our level best, to make the most of the good moments or not, or just the mediocre moments and turn them into something good. As she concludes, I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. And for so, so many humans, that is how life is, is lived, as if they were just visiting. Um, they didn't seize the opportunities. They didn't, you know, make the most of it. As she says as well, I don't want to find myself sighing and frightened or full of argument. Again, you know, that regret, you know, when it comes to your time, if you're aware that it is your time, there's no reason why we should be in that situation. Well, I mean, there are reasons, but now that we know what we've learned now in this show, um, hopefully we don't have those reasons anymore that we have methods and ways to not do this, um, to not end up like this. And again, as I said, if you all have any questions or need some help in this, because I know it can be, life can be an avalanche. It really can. Um, where you don't know what part is rock and what part is limb, um, please reach out to me. My contact information is coming up at the end of the show. And never hesitate to reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to do all I can to help you, to guide you, um, to get things going for you. So, and not just guide you, but to teach you to do this and be able to do it for yourself. This week's prayer request and updates are as follows. We have a new request this week from Erin Marie. Uh, she was assisting her son with getting ready for homecoming on Saturday, October 7th, uh, when she fell and badly, severely injured her right arm. She had to go to the hospital and have several intensive and extensive surgeries done. Uh, she suffers from tremors in her left arm, so she's a right-handed person, so times are very difficult for her right now. Of course, she's not able to work, so that's putting... A financial strain on her family. So please keep them in your heart, thoughts, and prayers. Also, please continue to pray for Haven, Clint, Wyatt, Bill, Joanne, Emily, Jonathan, and their family, Kayla, Terry, Denise, Stephanie, Katie, Sarah, Kia, Elaine, Bob, Clyde, Lisa, and her family. And I do have an update on Clyde. Uh, his new pacemaker defibrillator is working well. He is healing well, uh, still sore, but he is doing better. Lana, Megan, Molly, and there is an additional request for Molly. She has a foot injury and is not able to get to a doctor, so please keep her in your heart, thoughts, and prayers. Send her all the healing, love, and light that you possibly can. Also, prayers for Gwen, Octavia, Trish, Chad and their family, Bishop Beckley and his family, Brother Abel, Mike S., Kelly and their family, Michael, Shelly, Leah and their family, Tanya and her family, Cheryl, 
Father Mike, Eddie, Eddie's mother Becky, Emma, Jean, Kathy, Tony and their family, Michael T, Kyra and her family, Jan, James and Linda, Jill and her family, and Kimberly. And if you are in need of prayers, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. My contact information is coming up here in just a moment. I love to pray and our Faith and More family love to pray. So let us pray for you. And now our closing prayer and blessing. Let us pray. Living Creator, your love has held us and kept us through our suffering. Now may your hope and healing lead us quickly to a place of restoration. O Creator, the oil of your healing flows through us like a living stream. We choose to bathe in these clear waters each day. We will keep our eyes on you and trust in you that we will fully recover. We give you all that we are and rest in your peace. We hold tightly to your promises. They are like a spring that overflows with goodness. We wait on you. Amen. I so hope and pray you've enjoyed the show and that you've found everything that you're searching for and more here with us. Stop by anytime, all the time. You are family. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with as many people as possible. Subscribe, rate, and review. And if you really enjoyed the show, please consider making an offering. Offerings are a great way to help sustain and improve the show and the Faith and More ministry. Offerings can be made through Patreon at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash faith and more podcast. Next is prayers. I love to pray and our Faith and More family love to pray as well. So let us pray for you. You can email me directly at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. I am also offering healing sessions now that involve angelic, intuitive, and quantum healing. This is done via phone or Zoom. Due to the scope, energy, and time involved in this type of healing, there is a minimum donation required. Please contact me for more information at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com. Also, please don't forget about our YouTube channel. There's lots of great videos there, and it gives you more of an immersive experience. Just go to youtube.com slash at faithandmorepodcast. So until next time, have a most blessed week and know that each and every one of you are in my heart and prayers. Bless you.